Philippians 3, 12 through 21. Not that I have already obtained this or I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I've made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. For many whom I have often told you and now tell you, even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction, their God is their belly, and they glory in their shame with minds set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven. And from it, we await a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Amen. All right. Uh, Joined today by Thomas and John. You already know the drill. And today we're wrapping up chapter three of Philippians and, uh, you know, sadly, we're, we're getting towards the end of this great letter. Um, you know, just as a little refresher before we jump in to this passage, uh, Philippi is a very interesting place. Um, you know, Paul, he actually didn't really want to go to, to Macedonia, to Philippi in his, in his missionary journeys. And in the book of Acts, there's this account of you know a macedonian man who's like no like come on come on over here and like check this out and so that's kind of he kind of gets like coerced into this relationship with a church that becomes very very dear and precious to him yeah um and one of the things that's interesting about philippi is you know it's we've talked about this uh, in past episodes but it's a roman colony um and so all the citizens of philippi would be citizens of rome which was like a golden ticket um, in this kind of Roman Empire era. (laughs) A lot of, you know, just like daily life benefits to being a citizen of Rome. Yet what made it challenging as people began to follow Jesus while being Roman citizens is uh, the Roman Empire did not like Jesus. You know, they had their own spiritual infrastructure. They had, they had thousands of deities and lore and tales and so to put off the idea of roman deity which also by the way caesar and the power and authority of caesar was connected to all that yep so to put all that away and to call that myths and like empty evil beliefs it's treason it's treason Yeah. yeah and so that's why like suffering and persecution is a huge theme in this book and now paul talks today about citizenship Mm-hmm. to a bunch of Roman citizens who are considering the way of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So um, what, what do you guys make of uh, this, this amazing passage today? What you got, John? <laughs> <I'll> go. <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> uh, I think on, on the idea of, 
of citizenship. Uh, we, we did the uh, Life in Babylon series this past summer, and uh, my Bible study, we actually went through Daniel kind of around the same time. And, and I think those were such helpful um, pictures of what does it look like to be a citizen of the kingdom of God mm. amidst a pagan uh, place. And, and that's exactly what Paul is speaking to when he's speaking to this church in Philippi. Um, and so in verse 20, we see our, our citizenship is in heaven. From it, we await a savior. The Lord Jesus Christ will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body mm. by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. And, and when we look to what we await, that, that we are exiles here on this earth, and I think it's just such a consistent theme through Philippians is don't focus on everything that's going on right now. Look ahead to where your true home is. And if we live here now, like our true home is the one that's to come, um, it really changes everything about our lives here and now. And Paul talks about his example um, earlier in this little section, how he is someone who is striving for this and he's confident in his example because uh, he's confident that he's walking faithfully with Christ, mm. which is an interesting concept too. Like mm -hmm. to be so confident you're walking with Christ, like look at me. And I, I think uh, that's something, okay, how do we, do we strive to be examples uh, for mm. the sake of Christ as well is, is another, you know, question um, that I think comes up repeatedly within Philippians. But uh, I, I think because he sees his citizenship in heaven, he can take confidence in his example mm. for the sake of others. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's a jam packed passage. Yeah. I mean, so much great stuff in here. I used to have a friend who would quote to me, um, 13 and 14, mm. um, brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do forgetting what lies behind straining toward what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And then he, you know, he, he ends that by saying let those who are mature let those who are mature think this way mm -hmm. um and there is something too like the power of realizing in that in what we talked about yesterday you're clothed in the righteousness of christ and paul realizes that mm -hmm. you do have permission to not live in the past yes amen i mean That's it's good. a beautiful thing in christ that like paul realizes like the lord knows i'm clay he knows that i'm Try my best by the power of the spirit to know him. Mm -hmm. He knows I'm going to blow it. And, uh, and you know, Paul has clear instruction in other letters about what to do when you blow it. Mm -hmm. He's not like skirting around sin, mm -hmm. but he's also saying like, man, I don't live. I don't have to live in the past. Yeah. I'm pressing on towards knowing Christ day by day. Amen. And, uh, and I think that's like, I don't know. That's always been probably since high school, that's been like very refreshing to me. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, like kind of hard to live out because people love to remind you of who you used to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They love to remind you of mistakes that you've made. Um, and the enemy loves to remind us. Um, and he's the accuser of the brother and like, he loves to remind us, but there's power in this. Like, Hey, in Christ, I have permission to realize I have not already obtained it, but I am pressing on to make it my own to know Christ because Christ has made me his own. Mm -hmm. um, and then the honesty of, I promise I, I have not made it my own yet, but one thing I do, I forget what lies behind and I press on towards what, what is ahead. Mm. Man. You know, I, uh, I've been, it shouldn't have taken me this long to get around to it, but it did, but I've been watching 
Band of Brothers for the first time lately. The great oh, World War II. We, we, talk, we, we, may, we may or may not have just talked about this last you night. Seen it, John? No. Oh, it is so good. I mean, it is horrific, but so good. Um, in like a historical yeah. sense, but you know, it, it really does a great job of, uh, you know, kind of painting the horrors of war. Yeah. You know, some like war movies kind of like make you feel like a little GI Joe ish and it's like, Oh, I could do that. Like, you know, give me my armor. I'm, I'll go out there. But yeah, like each night when I've watched it, I'm just sitting there. It's like after Jenna's gone to bed and it's like super late and I'm watching it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot imagine like being my age or younger, like six years younger than I am right now and being out there, like knowing I might get shot at in like five seconds. Like it, it really is hard to wrap my yeah. mind around. I say all that to say, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of uh, soldiers in World War II, they spent a lot of their time in bunkers in foxholes and trenches and mm-hmm. you know kind of like old warehouses that where they would set up shop you know kind of the countryside of france or whatever and you know do you think those soldiers were, were thinking like man i think if we get a fresh paint of coat or a, a fresh coat of paint on these walls it'll really pair nicely with this floor and if we like arrange the furniture or like man i bet you know springtime is in like nine months i bet it's just beautiful here like no like a soldier who's engaged in in, you know war what are they thinking about what's motivating them even where they are it's thinking about what lies ahead it's thinking about going home yeah it and that motivates everything and it means they don't like waste their time they don't like waste their days but where they are is so temporary Mm -hmm. and that really is the only way they can keep up hope and keep up the strength to keep fighting is to think of i want to go back to tennessee or you know wherever kind of gives them a single-mindedness absolutely absolutely and you know paul uses soldier kind of metaphors all the time and that's just like where my mind goes is, is having an idea of this citizenship this this homeship mm-hmm. that is not where we are mm-hmm. it actually makes us more useful where we are mm-hmm. it makes us live as better stewards and uh and, and it keeps our joy alive it keeps it keeps our hope alive and uh, you know, I think that that is, that is so crucial to to live as Christians who who have our eyes forward and uh, not on past mistakes, uh, not on our past context, but on what Christ has prepared for us. Yeah, and, and to continue with the soldier analogy, um, you know, Michael Scott says, "Would you <laughs> would you rather be feared or loved?" He says, <laughs> "Yeah, easy both." But but in reality, uh, a, a strong leader. Uh, they would rather be loved by their soldiers and soldiers want to fight and walk alongside the the captain that they love and in verse 12 paul talks about i press on to make it my own because christ jesus has made me his own mm. and because of he's like been washed by the blood of christ because he has been cleansed by the lamb because he's received the the grace and love of jesus mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean how much more uh, a soldier is he because he recognizes the love he's received because mm. he loves his commander because he loves his king 
Um, and, and so like there's that longing towards home, which, which our true home is just with that King who loves us. It's with the Lord who loved us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, man, j- just the, the longing for that love being fully realized. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, amidst war, those soldiers were facing horrors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've kind of gotten into like some of those type yeah. of movies recently as well. Um, but how much greater than just like going back to your regular life, which we're in, and we often long for more than we have right now, you know, mm-hmm. uh, beyond war. How much more, you know, would they long for a day where there is no tears, there is no pain, there is no suffering. There's, there's this Lord who loves us and mm-hmm. wants us. Uh, and, and how much more should that motivate us here and now? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, that soldier analogy is good. Mm. And I, I just, you know, we just in uh, on a Tuesday night talked about uh, John the Baptist and and Herod mm. and um and you know because Herod locks him up and I think about it just comes to mind so clear when I think about three nineteen here um, because the contrast for somebody who's not like in the trenches for the Lord, striving to know Him, striving to serve Him is really somebody who's all kind of just consumed with self. Mm. Um, their end is destruction. Their God is their belly. Their glory, they glory in their shame. Their minds are set on earthly things. And, you know, Paul says this about those folks, not the way that I do sometimes. Sometimes I say it like scornful about people. Oh, well, their their mind, you know, their their mind's in the gutter. They're just about themselves. I say it pretty scornful, but Paul says it with tears. Yeah. And I think that's the mark of like another mark of a mature believer. Mm. They don't condone evil. They don't, but they also like long for those folks to know the Lord. Mm-hmm. Sorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's, uh, I, I think that's a good indication of how Paul labored for people who were not believers. Mm-hmm. He understood the reality of, hey, this is going to be a a very carnal, vile person on the inside, but they don't have to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. May we be such people. Amen. For the great Thomas Nelson and the beautiful John Vogt, mm. this is Will Carlisle. We'll see you tomorrow on our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.